alive and still unrecognized, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Timmy, you're doing great. I don't know what you're talking about. Who are you even? I mean, Thomas, you just, you work so hard every week that how, how can you say this about us? Thank you, Christine. That is very nice of you to pipe up like that. Raise your voice. Oh, welcome, Daryl. Hmm, lovely. Mike, what do you think? I think Darren's got a strong point. Mm. Hooray for us. Hooray for us all. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that loves a good sartorial demonstration. On this week's show, it's a whole lot of CanCon as we talk about both national teams still playing in their respective tournaments. And then the CanPL continues to make itself look bad regarding the players' union. Oh, and there's like games and stuff starting this weekend, you know. Uh, plus, TFC is somehow still not sucking, so we're going to talk about that too. And now to this week's panel. He's happy because, hey, he did the winery tour. Say hello to Duncan Fletcher. Hello. Wineries are fun. They are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Contemplating a trip to York region, it's Mark Hinckley. Yeah, yeah, I've thought about it. But it's so far. I was gonna say not Toronto, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're it's it's a it'll be a, it may actually be a game time decision. <laughs> car <laughs> issues, you know, fucking car issues. Oh right, right. It's it's like Toronto's ensuite. <laughs> it's in the same room, but it's not quite in the same room. If you get what I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's off to the it's off to the side. Has a use. Yeah, but it's, but it's not the room. No, mm-hmm. it's true. It's maybe like an ensuite. It's just like a little powder room, just kind of like hidden under the stairs or something. It has one of those soaps that gathers dust because no one ever uses it. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. are we? Is is this is this the name of our York United supporters group? The powder room. The, the powder room. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like we're a bunch of cokeheads. I it doesn't matter. Well, you know, it's going to be brilliant. So exactly, because that's so wrong. Um, sad about Toby, but really happy about his new kit. Welcome to Tony Walsh. Two Canadas playing at the same time. Maybe this Impossible. is impossible. Really, maybe this is the apocalypse. Tony, what, what, what kit did you get? What kit you get, Tony? Tony, kit? What kit you get? Um, East Korea. Mm, it's the best Korea. Best Korea. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All other Koreas are inferior. Mm-hmm. The stripeless tigers. <laughs> aren't, aren't they just called pumas? Whatever. Uh, as for me, I have achieved... And a dream that I never thought would happen. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> Ashton Morgan followed me on Twitter. Ah, right. Starfucker. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> Seriously, I can't stop smiling. Um, also, I love the new Spurs kit, and uh, anyone who doesn't, I don't care. It's class. I am your host, Kristen Knowles, and now this week's show. Bragger. Crazy about a shot as me. 
about a shark all right, it is CanCon time, and there's so much CanCon goodness to start off our show. We are going to turn our attention first to the Canadian women's national team and their journey at the Tokyo Olympics. Well, the group stage is over, and, you know, it was an okay group stage for the women. A draw against Japan that should have been a win, a much-needed win over Chile, and then a somewhat disappointing draw against Great Britain. However... After all of that, they finished second in Group E, and that is enough to see them to the quarterfinals. So the group stage, again, you know, it's been a very mixed bag. And the thing that has been the standout um, isn't hasn't actually been the fact that they haven't been scoring goals. That's kind of been the problem for them uh, for a while, but it's actually been some defensive issues because up until this tournament, uh, they kept a clean sheet for, I don't know how long, but it had been ages since they'd been scored on and where they're usually really defensively solid. Um, they've had some issues. They've, they've allowed a goal in every one of their matches, which is, you know, worrisome. Um, and then offensively, sort of thought that by that match against Chile, when Janine Becky started scoring goals, that A, Something had, you know, uh, something had clicked, um, but that doesn't seem to be the case, um, as was evidenced against that slog of a match against Great Britain. I don't I mean, know, did, uh, did... There was a lot of squad rotation there. I think it's difficult to really uh, sort of put too much on that particular game as far as, you know, sort of momentum and that sort of thing. You know, I think it makes sense to be resting some players because the games are coming very quickly and it's apparently quite hot in Japan. Oh, but, I agree with uh, the squad yeah, rotation. Whatever, I wasn't even complaining. Well, momentum, both squads did. Hmm, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, whatever momentum we might have got from scoring twice against Chile, you, you know, like momentum is something more, that kind of sticks with a particular lineup rather than... Yeah, I think I was call. thinking more in terms of Becky herself, maybe, and I should have, I should have said that just, hmm. you know, because she's... As much, you know, she's super talented, but she's been, you know, she's been going through a bit of a dry spell. So I was really thrilled to see her, you know, really obviously involved in scoring the goals against, against Chile, but thinking that, you know, she sort of, she had personal momentum, I think is, is what I meant, but no, you're right. The squad rotation certainly plays into that. Um, to, be, to be fair, Great Britain had to uh, rotate in their two Scottish women and their one Welsh woman too. You. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think that's coming back to haunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they are, uh, you know, there still has been some some standouts. Uh, Ashley Lawrence, who's been amazing, and she she is she is one of she's one of Canada's best players, and she's such a joy to watch, and she's so good at what she does, no matter pretty much no matter where they put her on the pitch. Um, Quinn's been really great in the midfield. They've had, they've had such a good year um, coming off of the NWSL season and then just having, you know, the She Believes Cup playing incredibly well and being, you know, pivotal for a lot of their matches that you can see the difference whenever they're on the pitch. So that's been delightful. Um, and then uh, Kadisha Buchanan, who's you know it's been sort of a long road back uh to um 
to her playing off of uh, the injury she suffered last year. And it's taken even a few matches for her to sort of, I feel anyway, to have her impact felt on the team. But I don't know if it was wearing the, the, the captain's armband in the last match or just, again, she's, she's rounding into form. But I think she's had um, a, a decent Olympic so far anyway. Yes, agreed. I mean, there's definitely bright spots altogether. You know, I mean, they they qualified, so job done. It it doesn't look oh holy shit these, you know, they're they're amazing. No one can stop them. But, yeah, you know. But who has really? I, mean, I, I, yeah. I think this, Olymp- this Olympics has been really kind of weird for a lot of the team sports. They you know they could only arrive a certain amount of days before their first match and. Mm-hmm. Just the whole oddness of the whole situation with the Tokyo Olympics. I, it's not like anybody is really like looking unbeatable. True. Anything well, can happen that, at this point. That's that's well. That's what we're hoping for tomorrow or Friday at four o'clock in the morning. Um, so, yes, uh, the women are into the quarterfinals and playing Brazil. Yeah, four o'clock in the morning. It's doable. Four o'clock in the morning. Potentially beating Brazil is doable. Getting up at four o'clock in the morning to watch? No, (laughs) not so much. Izzy Izzy Nakajima Farron would call that inhumane. Um, I, I, well, yeah, I I did it the other night for their last match because I am a lunatic. Inhumane. You're out in BC. What time was it when you were? Uh... Yeah. No, I, for their last match, it One. was it was it was seven o'clock Eastern time. It was four o'clock in the morning BC time. I got oh, a okay, yeah, yeah, but, okay. but you're on the Pacific Coast. You're practically in Japan already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's totally. It. If you took a boat, pretty much next stop, as long as you went in the right direction. <laughs> you're whining. Uh, anyway, think of us um, all the way over here. Yeah. <laughs> are you okay? Do you feel right? it with the likes of New York and yeah, other seriously, places how do you, that are how do you in our manage time that? That's just like, New York. The New York. Worst. Yeah, they're, all they're the, the Yorks. They're the they're the powder room of Toronto, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have so to purchase by the end of the night. I'm just saying. <laughs> You can check. I'm not Thursday count. nights are ladies' nights at the powder room. Ooh, go on. Well then, um, all right. So they are playing Brazil. Is who they drew uh, for the sem- uh, the quarterfinals. Um, Brazil also finished second in their group. They have not been, you know, impervious to goals. They've they've you know they've got scored nine, led in three. So similar record there in terms of. Uh, for and against. That's, that, that's a lot more goals. I know, but I'm thinking of how many they let in. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, very dis- I'm, very, I'm very disappointed by uh, their, other than their the national squad nickname, their actual next nickname is just in, in English, the female canaries. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. Way, way to yeah. really try hard. No. No. Brazil are, Brazil have, you know, a lot of talent and, um, have over the years you know overcome a lot of issues within their own federation and everything they're certainly not it's not i'm not looking at this match as woohoo no problems like this one this is a this is a concerning match i think um Mm -hmm. 
but either like even drawing the Netherlands would have been a concern as well. So I don't know. Sure. Um, you know, you know, it isn't concerning. What? It's being played at the Miyagi stadium. <gasps> That's <laughs> Mr. Miyagi to you. I, I respect the man. Don't worry. We're waxing lyrically. Mm. <laughs> uh, but so after the match against Great Britain, um, every player that Bev Priestman brought to Japan has played except for Aaron McLeod. Um, now, does she go with super experienced Aaron McLeod? Make sure everybody plays. Um, to you know, Aaron McLeod will have will have obviously played against Brazil before, um, not this iteration of it. But she's got a lot of experience on the world stage. She's not injured, as far as I know. Like she's she's obviously with such a small squad. Uh, Priestman wouldn't have brought injured players, um, even though Steph Lebe seems to have recovered from her rib injury against uh, against Japan in the first match. Um, you think there's a potential that McLeod gets the call? Uh, I think the only way that's going to happen is if LaBay is somehow injured, really. I, I don't think she's been bad by any means. Uh, so, you know, keep, keep going with uh, LaBay would be uh, my thoughts. I think, you know, if you're going to be thinking, oh, like McLeod, you're, you're number one that you want in there when they're knockout game start you think you know did have given her at least one game I think the fact that she hasn't had any suggests that she's not the mm-hmm. the number one but you know yeah that's kind of really my only question for this match like obviously you know she rotated a lot of players out in the last one so she'll field obviously Christine Sinclair will start and Shalina Zadorsky will be back in defense etc cetera, etc cetera. so we'll see a uh, a more probably Desiree Scott as well in the midfield. So we'll see a more veteran team uh, to, to start that match for sure. Well, who on the Brazilian team uh, is your player to watch? Marta. I'm going. Goat sorry, versus go goat. Goat versus you goat. Go- Marta. You're going for Marta? Sure. Why not? Like, she's brilliant. Yeah, I partially because I couldn't really name another Brazilian woman national team player, but it's still fucking Marta. So, yeah, she's a wizard. As this is a knockout, I'll go with Barbara, the goalkeeper. Barbara, no, she's really good. Barbosa. Um, and I went with Formiga. Uh, she is the constant for the Brazilian women's team. She has appeared in every Olympics in which women's soccer has been played and Damn. still a force to be reckoned with. Like she's, she's scored in this tournament already. So, um, Ooh, she's 43. Yep. Nice. Lord. And I, uh, like, and the combination of her and Marta in the midfield is just scary stuff. So. All right. Having said that, predictions for this match. Man. One nil. Four. Mm, good question. <laughs> wow. Really? I see we've really turned the screws. I was, I was going for 
who invited Jimmy the Greek? <laughs> uh, let's let's go with Canada. One nil to Canada. All right. All right. Two one Canada. Woo. Oh. Uh, one all. Brazil advances on penalties. Oof. I had two two Brazil advances on penalties. Barbara. I know. Pretty much. However, should they win, should that happen for those of you who chose them to win and should they win? Um, well, they mean, will face uh, D- Duncan and Tony Love Canada, those two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which uh-huh. is uh-huh. so weird. Um, <laughs> should they win, they will face uh, either the Americans or the Netherlands on August 2nd. Uh-huh. And I don't know, preference. Both would be tough matches. Well, you always, oh, yeah. want to play the, always want to play the Americans. Exactly. Always want to play the Americans just for narrative sake. Yes. Yeah, you finally the 2012 revenge or something on those exactly. lines. Exactly. Yeah. Screw it. Let's take right. them on. They're, they're getting old and they're not looking all that good. This is the time to take them down. That's what I'm thinking too. So, all right. Fingers crossed then, people. We'll find out. Uh, we'll get in... there with the belief that me and Duncan bring to this. That's right. Yes. The power of Tony and Duncan's belief. Our positive will, thinking. Will... We believe. <laughs> they this, this yeah. should know a tournament after us. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like it to be a cup or? Mm, some kind of uh, Stein. Oh. Mm. The We Believe Stein. Mm. <laughs> we Believe Vaz. Mm. How about a bowl? Bowls are kind of plates are nice. No one uses mm. plates much anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shield. shield. We oh a shield. We believe nice shield. shield. Yeah. 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 Make it happen. All right, done. Done and done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, look at that tournament. Tournament <laughs> created. National teams who are listening. Check, oh, your, check your inboxes for invites. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Pos- positivity required for entrance. Yeah. At York University, Toronto <laughs> Outer Room. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Drinks free <All> right. before <laughs> 10. <laughs> uh, next up on the show, as we continue on with CanCon, the Canadians national team, the dream is alive. That's right. Uh, after a very good match against Costa Rica, the men are moving on to the semifinals of the Gold Cup. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes that was a very good match uh, one of one of their best matches uh, under John Herdman I'd say yes no. quality and overall the whole game yeah against a good opponent they went out mm-hmm. there yeah, controlled the game clean sheet did it all very very well it's like, yeah, alright then I know. Against a good team, actually, you know, in a tournament that matters. Okay. Well done. Not in the best weather. Like like the whole thing, right? It was Yeah, this one this one really surprised me. I didn't think I thought there was I, I you know, I thought they could they could they could win, but I didn't think it would be that kind of complete win. I think the, and... the fact that they came out with intent. I don't know if that surprised Costa Rica because it's not, you know, in historically hasn't yeah. been the Canadian way. It's kind of sit back, see how much we got to absorb. 
it was, it was a different look for them um, the, from Gold Cups past or years past in general. Um, and, you know, it served them well to, to have belief in themselves, to know that they can go head-to-head with – they should be able to go head-to-head with Costa Rica. Costa Rica is kind of, you know, when you look at CONCACAF, that should be the – right now, that should be the kind of side we're looking at knocking off. That kind of, They're kind of our peer. You got that top, top group well, of two, really, right? And then you've yep. got that – if, if you're looking at the hex, you're that, that kind of everybody else group, and they're, they're definitely one of the ones that we're going to have to get by. So. Octo. Mm-hmm. Octo. Octo, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Two more sides. Thank you, Marcus. God. I don't, you know who I'm not counting. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> them. Screw them, those, those, those two. Indeed, yeah, yeah. them for yeah. sure. You know yeah. who I'm talking about. You're not invited to this podcast. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, admittedly, I did not, uh, I was not able to catch the game, but, uh, (gasps) the, the, the highlight packages, which seem to at least show Canada under fire, I I couldn't really tell. And maybe you guys, those of you who watched it, maybe you could tell me this. Was it, was it that Costa Rica were not playing like they couldn't, they couldn't really finish or was it that Canada's defense defense was just doing what they had to do to keep them at bay, or was it a combination of both? What did you What did you think? Because that was the thing I was trying to extract, and I didn't really get a sense either side. It was mainly the defense. I don't really remember Costa Rica having many chances that they missed okay. at all. So, yeah, that's fair. But uh, the the attacking portions of the uh, highlight package was. Impressive, um, mm-hmm. like the counterattack was was in full swing, and I don't know what. I mean, I I, I know I predicted a loss uh, because, not to, I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I don't know what condition Costa Rica's in, and I'm still thinking they're the team that made it to the World Cup not that long ago. So that so hashtag Mercades Canada. No, exactly. uh, hashtag Mark isn't quite sure about Canada, and this hashtag's too fucking long. Mm. Um, Catchy. But right now, like, I mean, it's clear the Canadian men's national team is on the ascendancy. They've looked, they've gone from strength to strength somehow in this global situation. Uh, so it's not surprising. Genuinely, it's not surprising that they that they beat Costa Rica. I just, I'm, I'm still, I'm still waiting for the wheels to fall off against a medium opponent and it didn't really happen. So going forward where there's no real medium opponents left, holy shit. So uh, um, also, also Estacchio. Um, I mean, come on. Oh, I mean, oh, come on, come on, so, Estacchio, come on. Just so good. Come on. Just, what a freaking tournament he is having. And that match. Wow. Like, I don't think I could say enough good things about how 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 well he played. Like uh, like I underst- I understand his stock has risen quite highly in the uh, in uh, Liga Nos over there, and mm-hmm. but uh, there's no way there's no simple way for me to be able to watch uh, his club matches. So I I'll just take the rave reviews as as a as a, at face value, but I could see why I absolutely see why. Uh, so. Uh, holy shit, he's ours. Yeah. Mm. 
Duncan said he's almost Dero good. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, almost. I, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah he's, this... he's just so like, different from what we have. I mean, we've got a lot of midfielders who, you know, whether they're a bit more attacking or defending, you know, they do the basic job and then, you know, I think it was like Kay and Asori, it's like, all right, they're, they're kind of good, tidy in possession. They can, you know, make like, good, neat little passes, keep possession, move things along quickly and everything. It's all very nice, but they don't really have quite the, uh, the sort of little the extra, extra skill on flair and what have yes. you that uh, this new Stachio guy does. It's like, oh, all right then. This, this feels like something we haven't really had uh, in a while. So it's delightful. You, you, can, call it, you can call him Stiquo. <laughs> no, you can't. Um, but yeah, this 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 game, like you know, you were talking about playing like a like a good opponent, like an actually good opponent. That yeah, I was missing a couple of their good players, but then again, so is Canada, right? Um, players mm-hmm. that uh, you would normally have at this tournament aren't there, and you were down to, to one see- Dave. I know Dave, who scored the winning goal off of mm. a beautiful ball from Pistachio. Like, Hoylet as well. We talk about him a lot. And, again, really strong match from him. Um, not just because of the goal, which, you know, that was wonderful. But the longer he plays uh, for Canada, the better he is. And, and you just see it evolve game over game, how, you know, how comfortable he is with the other players, but also just how like engaged he is in the match. He never, I never watched Junior Hoylet now and think that he is slacking during a game. And I did think that in his initial matches for Canada, like he is, he is full on every single match, super uh, into everything, paying so much attention and uh, it's, it's great. So yeah, between, between him and yeah, Hoylet and Estacchio were really um, the standouts on a very good, you know, again, a very good game from many of Canada's players uh, in that match. So, so much fun. Like, mm-hmm. it's so random, right? To just be like, oh, look at this. Like, yeah. I haven't been this excited since they beat the the, the U.S. two years ago. So, and he's, he's, he's up to 13 goals now. So, he's uh, mm-hmm. he's broken into the top 10. So, it's, it's, it's fun. We've got, like, four players right now that are within the top 10 all time that are all quite freely scoring and just moving on up and everything but i guess five to save rickets he's he's still technically with he hasn't retired so no but uh, scored um, a very nice goal against uh zombie shivas the other night yeah good for him indeed well it's matured he's i think we we might have to start calling him you know what senior toilet yeah (laughs) um and someone sign him toronto um seriously he needs something's got to be going on right like Like how can he be going this long without a club it's ridiculous yeah you gotta imagine it's mls related because when does the when can they i don't i can't keep up with the windows of mls and all that but i i I, it's still open now i think i think now is when they can be doing this so maybe waiting until after the tournament like he's not we're not going to make out that he's like going to one of the top five divisions in europe or anything but he's still quality like definitely like that second tier quality is like mm-hmm. it, it's his unattachedness well i mean i know i know unattached fc is a good a good side but 
with a lot of great players in their past. They're they're hemorrhaging players these days, Tony. I know, I know. They're just not what they used to be. No, no. They used, they no used to be signing. I mean, the the meat of Canada was unattached yes. to before. Jeez, yeah. they've really let themselves down. Mm-hmm. You know, they've really lost that sort of Canadian flavor that that you know that squad used to have. And they need an unattached chic to buy them. Yes. Yeah, they do. <laughs> A chic with no country. <laughs> All right. Well, with that win, that sees them into the semifinals, and uh, they're playing Mexico. Ah, Yeah. Yay. Well, path to the final. Good run, everyone. Couldn't have been more difficult. (laughs) America's shorts. So uh, they place them in. uh, They face Mexico tomorrow night, day after recording. Um, A team they've had scant success against in their history their last win against mexico uh was way back in february of 2000 uh at the gold cup i remember Um, that yeah yes was very exciting yes since that uh since then the last time they got a result against mexico was in october of 2008 uh during world cup qualifying well, it's so, about time to change. So, yeah, who's, who's excited for this? Um, oh, I should also mention that uh, Mexico hasn't allowed a single goal during the Gold Cup so far. Ah, nuts. <laughs> I know. Lucas Cavallini, Cavallini, I mean, he used to play in Mexico, didn't he? He'll, he'll yeah, know but he's how to not get playing. past them. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. Oh, so he's coaching them from behind, though, is what you're saying. Maybe, yeah, yeah. He'll know all the uh, the, the little uh, sort of secret weapon tricks and secrets and all that sort yep. of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kristen, pick Tesho Daily as your player to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Done, <laughs> because someone has to play for Kyle Laird because anybody else is now suspended um who else is suspended vittoria yes so you know one of the one of their crucial defenders that's that's fine well i think you can can bring donnie henry in and nothing can go wrong we got no time to defend fine (laughs) all attack all the time put on the gas Mm -hmm. um so yeah so it is yeah that's the one thing about this tournament um is the yellow card rules that seem, is it always like this? Have I just forgotten? Yeah, I think this is a fairly standard thing for is it? big tournaments. For the World Cups. I, you remember uh, Paul Gascoigne in 1990? Uh-huh. He was all crying because he got a second yellow card. That was 30 what years What happened ago? to his card? <laughs> <laughs> But he was fine after. Let's not not pretend that you're too young to remember 1990, Crystal. Oh, that's not what I was saying at all. I well remember it. Um, But yeah, this this sort of thing happens. I don't get why people are upset about it. This is a regular part of tournament play. You've got to sort of manage your yellow cards. Yustakio managed his yellow card situation very nicely. Yes, he did very nicely, didn't he? <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Yeah, so, okay, so Cavallini, who was, and like Cavallini's I, I, out of the two players, is the, that's the bigger miss. Um, 
you know, as, as, as Duncan said, you know, experience playing in Mexico, goal scoring prowess, you know, you needed that, um, that extra, uh, that extra tool uh, to be able to employ, deploy uh, on the pitch during this match, or at least that's the hope. So yeah, I expect Tesho Akindeli to start. And, um, <laughs> and do who, what? You know, was, sorry, what? And do what? Say it. And, Say and it. Sco- and, and <gasps> score goals. I wonder if that works if he's not on Orlando. Mm. We'll see. I don't know. Player to watch. Player to watch. Um, but he, you know, he was unlucky not to be called to the squad initially. I think, and so he did. You know, in his limited time in the last match, again looked good. Um, got involved. So, and you know, he's, you know, coming off of yes, some very good MLS play that. I keep predicting and um, <laughs> that also a little something to prove that, Hey, you should have picked me from the start. World cup qualifiers are coming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, yeah. So that game again, tomorrow night, day after recording 10 PM Eastern um, player to it's, watch. Um, get to that in a moment, but I mean, it's, a, oh, it's a, like a 10 o'clock game. I mean, you know, this is uh, can be sort of perfect, really. It's in Houston, play the game, go out to Club Escobar to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can go wrong. Somebody on Canada's squad has Julian Bigu's number. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, anyway, player to watch. Um, you were asking for a Mexican, weren't you? I am, yeah. Mm. Um, let's go with Johnny Two Saints. Mm. Reasonable, yeah. Annoying goal scoring mm. person that I'll, he is. I'll go with the uh, the Messiah of Pilsner, Jesus Corona. <laughs> Such a great name. Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, oh man, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think who I've seen on the pitch. Um, is Lozano playing? He's there. Is he there? He's is there, he... yeah. I can't remember if he's played. He must have played. Yeah, probably Le... Lozano, Polito, uh, Pineda. Like, there's a whole bunch of – there's all of the fucking players I'm watching because they all scare the shit out of me. Well, there's that too. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll just I'll, – I'll go with Lozano. I mean right. – yeah. when, is... when I'm not watching Tesho Akindeli, because, of course, I am, I also – went with dos santos um there is one reason and this will link back to uh mark's level uh area of expertise why mexico could falter go on at the 1978 world cup their kit supplier was levi's (laughs) (laughs) seems relevant yeah Yeah. but their kit right now is spectacular so they win all the kit contests right now i'm just saying that you know that shows a lack of judgment (laughs) in the past that they obviously wore green denim kits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Predictions for this gentleman. Oh boy. I, 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 know. I, I blew all my optimism on, on the Olympics. Three uh, nil. <gasps> wow. <sighs> Um, does this game have extra time, or if it's tied after ninety, would it go straight to penalties? Do we know? How, uh, I, I think it's the I think it's the second one, but I. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, oh dear. 
Uh, anyway, given uh, sort of you know Canada's uh, poor options up front, they'll uh, call Carlo Corazin uh, back, and uh, he can score a goal, uh, you know, sort of late on to to win it triumphantly. Uh, anyway, two on Canada, some kind of late winner from someone unexpected. Damn. Yeah. You really do love Canada. I do. So. Season Patriot. This is true. This is true. Known, known season Patriot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of leaning to. Well, I'm definitely leaning towards Canada winning. And so the one thing I had to quickly look up uh, when Canada won the Gold Cup way back in the 2000, Colombia versus Peru was on the other half of the table uh, of the bracket, I should say, and and they played first. So Canada knew they were going to run into somebody not from North America in the final. And I'm going to go with the, they felt there's such a thing as a continental duty to step up and they went and did it. And they, they captured the clutches of the cup or got won the cup from the clutches of those Evil, evil South Americans. This <laughs> shit yes. narrative, just roll with it. They, they defended, I, they defended the honor of CONCACAF. Hmm. Can I? All right, ruin this. Go for it, Kristen. No, no, I just want to let you know that there is there is extra time and then penalties. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Okay, so yeah, someone's going to score an extra time then. Let's say Osorio. Oh, well, let's change my, extra time. I changed my prediction then. 2 nil loss. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that being said... On the other side of the bracket is the United States and Qatar, and they play first. And as much as I would really, really like to see Qatar beat the United States, that means somebody's got to play them in the final. Why not at Canada? Why not Canada to save this continent again yes, from another defender. marauding foreign invader mm-hmm. trying to take our trophies? Narrative oh. demands it, really. Yes. AFC coming here stealing our gerbs. Yeah, stealing our curbs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's the that's the uh, that's the uh, really high hopeful borderline science fiction uh, narrative that I'm going to go with. Canada beats Mexico. We'll we'll say we'll say two one. Two one seems reasonable. I would be mm-hmm. shocked if Mexico don't score. To be honest. Uh, but then they'll, uh, if Qatar beats the United States, that's definitely happening. If the Americans win, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter at that point because it's no longer fun. I mean, beating the Americans is always fun, but this other narrative is way more interesting to me. I don't know. It has a very Rocky series to it. Rocky oh. one was the first round, you know, took him to the, the end Apollo Creed style should have had a better result. Rocky too. You know what happens. <laughs> um, then I, eventually, you know, another couple of games get, on. Yeah, yeah, then we get lazy and fat and get beaten up by somebody else. Yeah, then somebody comes along and kills America. Yeah, okay. and then we yeah. have to. Then we have to go play <laughs> a friendly in Russia. America. That <laughs> yeah. doesn't yeah, feel to, right. That doesn't feel right have, at all. We have to play a friendly on Christmas in Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have to train. We have to train in a cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are on the machine. Um, 
I and, then, with, and, then, uh, and then Uncle Polly steals our money and we have to live on the streets. Uh, fucking Uncle Polly. God damn CSA. Stop letting Uncle Polly fucking invest your money. It's going on robots and meat. <laughs> um, I'm going uh, a, 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 a thrilling back and forth 2 2, and then Canada wins 3 2 in added extra time. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that one. I know. I'm going to need a nap after that. Yeah, uh, that's my plan is to nap for three hours and then get up and watch the women play because I am crazy. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so Mark has already stated his preference for uh, Canada playing Qatar should they uh, should they win. Uh, gentlemen, are we, all on, are we all on board for this or what? I've been watching this whole tar- tournament thinking Qatar was a Caribbean island, so more hmm. fooled me. Um, no, I, I, I would like that. The, if I could have my druthers, it would be the Rocky two rematch. Okay. Take that Apollo Creed. Mm. So, so we're, we're, we're going to take down Mexico and the U S in the same We're going to take down the whole continent, man. Yeah. Costa Rica, Mexico, U S one after the other to win the whole thing. Yeah. Like that. Hey. Some coach is getting fired. Hey, if Mexico is America's trousers and we pull them down, America's not going to know what to do. <laughs> Look out. North America's hat is here. Uh, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Qatar. I, you know, just because then whoever wins, good times. I, I would quite enjoy the, the concept of Qatar winning the Gold Cup. Yeah, but then we have to listen to North American announcers calling them Cutter. Right? Why do they keep doing that? Did we miss this all these years? Which is right. I don't know. I always presumed it was Qatar, but I presumably announcers look into these things and do research. <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't uh, buy it. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just wait until somebody corrects one soccer's announcers. Mm. <laughs> what are they calling it? I'm Qatar. No, it's probably wrong. <laughs> And then we'll have a Twitter thread about how, you know, this is what they, this is what Qatar told me it was pronounced. Cause you know, or whatever the fuck he did with calling it Cyrus Rollins. Richie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that guy. Odd two for life. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm sticking with you. Yeah, everything I can see online says, uh, Oh God, you can say it either. What? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm sticking with Qatar. It, it, uh, it must be something to the cutter thing because enough people have said it over the years that they're yeah yeah. It must be one of those like language things. I'm sure we'll be. I'm sure we'll be informed. Okay, so so according to um, our good friends at Google, because you know they're listening anyway. Uh, I typed in Qatar pronunciation, and it says K U H with a space T A A R. And to, if I click Qatar, practice, yeah, Qatar, Qatar. Yeah. It's going to show. Play it. Play it. Qatar. Qatar. <laughs> Qatar. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is I that click... how you pronounce it in the East Coast? No, East Coast? Sorry. I, I, there's an option to slow it down, and I click slow. So. Qatar. All right. There we go. Um, but there's a drop down. British oh. pronunciation. No. Oh. Oh. K-U- for Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> it was K U H. With a space T A A. That's cockney. I, I would both be going with Qatar. 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 Yeah. 
Love it. Yeah. So Google knew I was coming. Yeah. All right. Great. <laughs> uh, I prefer the I prefer the the Cockney one, which is just a Q and then a, just a bunch of vowels. Come to kill me. Although the only the only the only thing that I think is unfortunate if it's not Cutter is that you can't they can no longer use like Echo and the Bunnymen as their background music. You know, mm. here comes the Cutter. Um, mm. I bet they were too. Obviously, why wouldn't you? It's perfect. Uh, all right. <laughs> so I think. Oh God, as much as I love. Uh, uh, no, I'll say Qatar as well, just because of the absolute nonsense nature of it. And we've got to deal with the Americans in World Cup qualifying in like two months. So <laughs> they're still coming. It's fine. Um, well, that's wrong. Rocky 3 and Rocky 4 would be yeah. the World Cup qualifying games. Actually, that makes sense. Rocky 3, we get we get the tar kicked out of us early in the uh, octagon by some unexpected, because we were took our eye off the ball. We were training at some fancy complex. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. we have to get our shit back together. We have to be humbled and yeah, yeah like train in maple syrup and I I yeah, I have the moose. Yes, exactly. Race moose through the woods like a proper Canadian. Also, Google might be lying to us about how to pronounce guitar, so what? No. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, oh, I know. Don't ruin this, Mark. Oh. Edit, edit. No, I, you know what? Damn scroll wheel. I just kept going down. And no, there's a whole stop thing scrolling. No, cutters, stop talking. So. La, 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 la. Oh, I'm ignoring right. it. Fuck it. I'm just... I'm, uh, okay. Why would I want to correct my ways after 40 plus years of pronunciation? So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not changing. You change. Exactly. on the show uh it's time for campiel and you know campiel of course is our national league and they just came off a fairly successful wibble um which saw the peggers put together a very nice run of games and you know put the naysayers to shame they are a good team after all don't don't bring up logic. Why um, bring? Why are you bringing your nays to this podcast? Exactly. We're only says. That didn't work at all. Huh? Yeah. Um, I, We'd be yay sayers, wouldn't we? I know the yay sayers. I know. Um. Anyway, so you know the the regular season kicks off uh, this week, and um, it's very exciting that there are matches again, and they are in home stadiums, and people get to you know see their see their teams uh for the first time in two years for the most part uh the first match will be the yus hosting the handies 
uh, on Friday night, followed by uh, the Aquaman hosting the Pony Boys. But as much as we're excited about that and getting to, to see that and happy for the fans who get to have their teams uh, play in front of them again. And you'll get, as we've mentioned before, it's a lot of regional play uh, for much of the season. So as to cut back on travel and keep, uh, you know, COVID protocols a little easier, that sort of thing. Um, is the ongoing issue with the players union and something that we've been talking about for, you know, a year and a half. Um, but we talk about it a lot lately because it keeps coming up and it's been mentioned, you know, issues have come up during the Wibble. Um, and it finally, you know, we've had a couple players here and there speaking out, um, little trickles. And then uh, last week, a majority of the teams, um, two, 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 during two different matches and then separate at their hotels, um, wore the Professional Footballers Association t-shirts that the PFA has um, been giving out. And they have put on a really, you know, a really great demonstration of their support for their union and for their voices to be recognized and to be heard. So um, four of the teams weren't wore them during the anthems uh, underneath their warm-up jackets. Uh, apparently all very secretive and hush-hush, so good for them. Uh, they did this unbeknownst to anybody. And then when apparently there was you know, rumors of reprisal from the league in terms of fines and things like that. Um, the majority of the remaining teams still wore the t-shirts, but wore them before going out onto the pitch, um, but posed in them, had pictures taken, posted them all over social media. Players have been posting in support of the union, um, giving interviews. Uh, there's, there's still been players who are speaking, you know, anonymously because they do fear that they will, um, um, you know, something will happen to them from the team, from the league, whatever, you know, there's one of the, you know, one of the things that we've speculated on and as a rumor, you know, that for David Monsalve's situation, because he was an early uh, proponent of the union and rep for the union. And then, you know, his time with, with Hamilton went awry very quickly. And now he's very happy playing where he is. But again, he was happy being back home in Ontario in the GTA again, too. So it has been fantastic to see the players uh speaking out or the majority of the players speaking out mm -hmm. in support of their union it's that majority thing though right anyway um well, yeah unless, unless you listen to uh the league's broadcaster it was just a smattering smattering what do they of... have to say they surely they're mm. talking about it all the time oh yes and well, they're being fair with their coverage very really? very very oh my unbiased. god i feel so proud yeah, no, I, 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 I only get my unbiased, non-slant, journalistic, integrity uh, news if from you can't, the yeah. sources. Why would, why would they, why would they show something so unbalanced? Really, why would they, why would they spin it in such a skewed way that would? Obviously, the players aren't that interested. Not if all. You can't, of them. If you can't trust a source that isn't like a kit sponsor on the front of, you know, teams of the league. Who can you trust? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very intrigued to say when there was talk of fines and that sort of thing, I don't know if that has actually 
happened or is go, actually going to happen. But I'm very intrigued to see how much they could actually find these because you know, I feel like usually it's a you know a certain maybe a certain percentage of this sort of thing. You know, you can see these things of hey, this NHL player got fined five thousand dollars. Which is you know the equivalent of barely anything. So I mean, if it's on so that kind of scale, it's like yeah, this uh, TBL player got fined ten dollars. <laughs> That's like half your salary. <laughs> yes, we're going to find you ten dollars, and this is going to hurt. And what it would because they don't get paid much because they don't have a union. What could, what could you find them for? They wore a T-shirt of something that doesn't exist. According to the league, there is no Indeed, union. There's no nothing union. to recognize. So how could you recognize a shirt of something you don't recognize? <laughs> Mind fuck. It is. So with all the talk of the of the fines, and it's and it's it hasn't been confirmed. Although there was that whole Andy Petrillo referred to it or said that it was happening on one mm-hmm. of the recent broadcasts. Um, is that you know there was a somewhat snarky comment made on Twitter by Kurt um, saying, well, you know, a good union or a supportive union would surely pay those fines, something like that. And the union has said, yeah, we'll pay their fines. Like, this isn't a big deal. Um, But so will the fans because there could, I don't know if there are GoFundMes, but if needed, a GoFundMe will spring up immediately. And there is a huge contingent of fans that will put money into the fine fund um, if necessary. And there's been so much support from uh, the fan base, from FIF Pro, um, obviously from the leadership at the union. It's just, if, if they find them, if they do go ahead and find them, like the, the goodwill for this aspect of the league is eroding so quickly. Um, because you know in the early days of the union like we've been again we've been talking about it for a long time um you know and there's always been like a a core few people group of people that have talked about it that have supported it that have you know posted on social media that sort of thing but that's happening constantly now i have not seen so much um so much support um on social media for the players and for the union as i have in the last hell the last two weeks um, and it's really, I think it's really starting to, it's really gaining momentum um, as, as more players are feeling comfortable and speaking out. And I think one of the things that people need to really, I think people are really noticing and really coming to understand is, is the number of players who are like, this is not about the money. Yeah. Yes, we would like to be paid more, but this is about communication with us with us having a seat at the table with us being you know having schedules discussed with us with us having an opportunity to speak up against playing in 35 degree plus weather on turf um i think that's what's being lost what's being lost is your average collective collective bargaining agreement in any industry maybe five percent of that involves wages exactly there's so much more to it and not once, I mean, we've, you know, had union reps on the show and in all their speaking publicly, they've never once stressed. Yeah, of course, like you said, uh, more uh, closer to a fairer wage. Sure, I'm sure they'd love to, um, you know, be moving towards that. They've never shown any um, example that they're going to be unreasonable or they don't understand the, the financial 
um, reality of Canadian Premier League. It's exactly. not about that. This is about a starting yeah. point. And also the the players that are um, like like Drew Bucky, uh, Dylan Powley, um, uh, other players who are stressing that this isn't they're not, this they don't look at this as an us against them. You know, they're grateful to have this opportunity to to play the game they love and they understand yeah as you said they understand the reality of the situation but they also understand that they deserve a voice and having drew becky especially who has played in other leagues who's played in mls who's played in the usl who's had experience being part of uh, a player's union you know his 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 voice carries a lot of weight and um and you know these are the things that they're coming out that the leaders the players leaders are coming out to really um to really hammer home and yeah the this frustration with the you know both the campiel website and one soccer blindness or unwillingness to even mention it or mention it in a fair way um is so frustrating oh, no, it, and it's, it's, it's usually like prefaced with we understand what the players are saying but <laughs> But we think they're all wrong. Well, no. It, like, listen, the, the the current the trope is coming out, which has been used everywhere. We have to wait until the league is profitable. And no, we don't. Well, well, do well profitable that. is a very subjective word. Yeah. Also true. With with every with with as much secrecy that they've been uh, going wrong going on with, even so much as a salary cap. Yeah. So we'll, Am I am I really to believe that the that the league who couldn't be forthright it had to be accidentally leaked by the new Spanish owners and their employees <laughs> to find out how much it was? So where's profitable then? I mean, like it's garbage. It's absolutely garbage. And I keep thinking of like the players had no notice no real notice, no significant notice as to when this could begin. They had to find that out. What? Like some through a tweet, like some, th- like, yeah, like that's, this is what a union does because obviously their HR department doesn't fucking exist. So at least the union would be able to disseminate that message, but also they'd probably start busting their balls a lot earlier to go, are we doing a bubble or what? It's mid February. People need to get their shit together if they want to come and do this. You can't just snap your fingers and assume that everybody's going to be able to uproot whatever they're doing to come and and do this mm. for how little they're paying them to do it. So like I don't know. I feel like I feel like the union would probably take some of the pressure off of the league for all the things that they don't do well. And they'd mm-hmm. actually be managing and moving the ball in the directions that interest players most. And if, okay. and if we're yeah. worried about more money, well, I don't know. Maybe don't pay three three quarters of your league under the poverty line. That's a, that's a start. You know, a job at full time job at, at a fast food restaurant will pay you more than playing for the Canadian Premier League. But let's but but that's now we're worried about profitability because. We've got so many players on crap wages. I mean, a huge portion of a healthy management union relationship is communication. 
Because mm. what good communication does with a conduit through a union means the players have an outlet they trust to get information and they don't have to wonder about these things. Because when you want sitting here wondering wherever you're living, what's going to be, you know, what's my future? What's this league's future? What's the schedule like? What happens if this happens, et cetera, et cetera. Then that breeds insecurity about, you know, the league you play in and your professional future and everything. Because if you can't get those answers, I mean, you know, uh, I think it's fair to say CPL is not the most forthcoming uh, with answers on anything. So just having that union, like you, you, alluded to mark would be good for the league because then they it would eliminate such a big chunk of their bad pr because the players wouldn't be outwardly whether publicly or you know anonymously asking these questions and Mm -hmm. and people on the outside saying well what the hell's going on with cpl it sounds like a bit of a fucking mess because they'd have their union as the conduit who they could go to and then the union goes to them and then they sort these things out if if the relationship is built on respect but i mean we're a very very long way from that but like also too the union itself like people who are 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 naysayers to this do they really think the union and the players involved are like pretty stupid this is they know this is a new league they're most of them are thrilled to be playing at home or if they're younger thrilled to have this opportunity to start in a professional setup the last thing they want to do is kill it exactly Mm-hmm. I, I feel I also feel like oh man um, most of the people who are shall we say bad not bad mouthing it but trying to dismiss it uh, whether it's you know via tweets or articles or whatever not only what's strange is that they're not part of a union but they all get paid plenty Oh sure, it's easy. It's easy to tell people to shut up and take what you're offered when you're you're uh, don't have any of those concerns yourself. You know, like like I'm 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 willing to bet that Kurt Larson, for example, um, would be one of the top five highest paid players in the league if you took his salary and added it, because there's not many people making what he makes. I have no. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like. This isn't, this isn't, we're not talking about millionaires trying to get more. We're talking about thousandaires, low thousandaires. Some of them might even be 10,000ers, but they are sure as shit ain't millionaires. And to buy into, to buy into that, to me, it's like, like, and I, I feel the same way about people in the service industry, in fast food restaurants. In anybody where they just find a way to be exploitive, you know, it's okay for us to make, it's okay for the owners to make a million dollars, but give anybody a raise beyond the minimum is, 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 oh, why, why that's, that's terrible. That's horrible. And, and I don't know, I just hearing, hearing it come from, I mean, they're, they're, they're paid stooges from the league. I understand that. And so their, their job, their job is to, float these ideas out into the into the public to try and cast a shadow on it but um i see it for what it is and i feel like a lot of people who listen to our 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 spiel our spiels here feel the same way but um are we like are we really do we really need to do this 
are are do you think these guys who are making thousands of dollars are really looking to like you said are, are they that stupid that they're going to try and bankrupt the league because oh no all these guys are going to want two hundred thousand dollar year contracts which would be awesome but well, simple math knows we ain't anywhere this, near that yeah this is again why this has never been it's never been about the money it's mm-hmm. always been about them having a voice and the thing that you know regardless of the fact that whatever the league linked media won't cover it um we at least are looking at other media who should be covering it. So it's so slow to happen. You know, like we talk about it. We're not them calling us media, but you know what I mean? Like there's a few broadcasts to talk about it. Um, the Northern Tribune has done some pieces on it. And, you know, ex KMPL, former podcast, podcast guest, John Molinaro, who's really been hammering the league on it of late, but no one else is really talking about it. And that's really frustrating as well. But through all of this, I think the fact that the players are now, they're like, okay, we're done trying to work quietly in the shadows behind. We are now, you know, I think when things with the, some issues with the Wibble um, in terms of, you know, again, playing in those matches, the, the lack of notice they had for the tournament itself, all those things, I think stuff has come to a head for players and they're like, you know what? Yeah, we want to talk about this now. So I think we'll start to see I hope, I hope this is the sign of, of change to come. And I'm just really, I'm really proud of the players and really happy to see that they are um, forcefully uh, standing up for themselves. And, well, it's just and they've, done, beautiful. they've done it with class too. They've, done, they've, uh, 100%. Not, they've not thrown their dummies out of the pram. They've not acted in a way that uh, hurts the integrity of the league in any way. You know, they've, so and and you know what if the league comes down on them with with uh, fines on their already meager salaries then yeah uh if they thought that public opinion was against them before then they'll just concrete that mm-hmm. i think you're right now it's very much a public opinion thing talking about that the players aren't trying to do things quietly anymore it's like yeah they're going out there and you know the media isn't really talking about it that much so they're getting out there with uh, you know, on Twitter and all that sort of thing, trying to you know, wearing T-shirts and all that, it's like yeah, all right, they're going to go out there and just like, talk to directly to uh, take the fans and everything and get public support that way. It's like yeah, yeah let's let's uh, see how this all goes down. It's, it's uh, very interesting. Well, fingers crossed. Again, the the season is kicking off post Wibble this week, and. Um... You know, we'll see. We'll see what kind of fan support um, there will be in the stands. I've seen a lot of, you know, like the supporters groups earlier this year already came out in support of the union, um, and I've seen a lot of people talking about banners and two sticks and stuff at matches. And we'll see what happens there, right? Because if supporters groups and fans are are putting active support into the stands, that's the stuff that goes on the broadcast as well. Um, and it will could maybe, hopefully, it'll just uh, snowball from there. Make no mistake, a CBA is not going to affect the survival of the CPL. Correct. Uh, there's other things that could kill this league. Sure, lots of economic factors could. That will happen with or without a, a good union agreement. But it won't be that that is the uh, turning point of whether CPL is around in five, ten years. On the other hand, 
a good relationship with a you know a good player uh, environment where players feel they have a voice and they are respected is very good for the health of the league long term. Hundred percent. I'd just like to throw in that, uh, and I hope it wasn't just coincidence that the league kind of snuffed it out before I had a chance. But um, I'm I'm a little disappointed that for the uh, Calgary Hamilton match that they weren't wearing shirts. So I hope that's just a coincidence and not something nefarious internally. But uh, anyway, I just want to throw that in there. I saw it. I noticed it. Do better. that fun let's talk about tfc now (laughs) it is time for tfc talk and um yeah uh, for once uh tfc is actually you know not entirely drama free but you know it's getting it's getting there which in a weird way is a little bit disappointing because you know drama light drama light there we go Oh, I love me some drama light. I can drink it all night. It's fine. I feel great in the morning. It's no problems. I believe uh, in drama light because I believe in me. I, that's wow. amazing. That's a, that's a callback. That's a yeah. callback. That, sir, was there impressive. Is, I don't know what our demographics are, but I feel like <laughs> if you oh, are. I'm pretty sure these are them. Oh, I'm playing for the crystal light money. Yeah, that, you know it. You you have no idea what the hell Tony just did. Oh my God, that was wonderful. <laughs> no. All right, um, so it's time for TFC talk. There's uh, three matches to discuss, uh, however briefly, and a couple player things to uh, mention. So first off, uh, post fire, they won. Yes, they did. <laughs> yes, who yeah. do? Three points. Can't deny that. Three mm-hmm. points. Um, and what what I saw of the game, it didn't seem to have much to to recommend it in many ways, and yet they won. Um, it's uh, really the thing that the two things that I sort of took away from it was that uh, Alex Bono had a very good game. Yes, he did. You know, and you can't deny that. And I am not so you know mean as to be like oh well fine no no he had a really good game like i saw some of those saves and i was like all right like you know 13 saves that's that's not nothing and considering how many shots did chicago have like 30 something stupid yeah, they, like they, that yeah they, they got over 30 into that so, i mean a lot of them weren't good shots. No, that's true. It's just like, oh, wow. It's like, I mean, Chicago was like just fucking tearing us apart and getting to that point of, all right, to then to try to score a lot. Um, but yeah, they're not very good at it. It's, uh, I, it was maybe it was like three or four of the saves that Bono had were 
you know, good saves. But yeah, you know, if he didn't make that, you wouldn't blame him. But most of them, well, I mean, obviously they missed a lot, but most of the 13 were fairly straightforward. And it's, ah, you, they should have been making it much fucking harder on him. So, uh, you know, well done for him for doing what he had to, which was okay. something. But ah, Chicago's forwards are shit. <laughs> well, True. so for 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 those who actually saw more of the game than I did, um, I was on a call with the, the family call. Um, so I saw, I did see Soteldo's uh, goal on replay. So that was a lovely way to start the match. It was delightful. Mm. Um, very nice goal. And then was like the middle part just not good, basically? The middle part of the match until the next goal or no? Um, well, I think you know, obviously it's maybe one of those things of TFC's ahead, so Chicago has to chase the game now. But yeah, it was pretty much all Chicago and TFC's defense looked awful, but so did uh, Chicago's attempts to score. So <laughs> it went okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it weren't great. If you even take going forwards, you maybe one or two games like beforehand, I feel like, like oh, Pizuelo and uh, Soteldo are like, linking up well and this shows a lot of promise. I feel like, yeah, they didn't really see much of that at all in this game. They were kind of like getting each other's way. It's like Pizuelo was often out on the left wing as well. And it's like, hey, what, what are you guys doing exactly? You guys looked really good and now you don't. But, uh, uh, yeah. One of those games, look crap, get three points, move on. So the, yeah. the other thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I, I, I just kind of. Uh, one of the things that conflicted me, and I'm sure you, I know we kind of already touched on it. With Bono playing good, I, I don't forget what happened in previous matches. Um, um, it's he had it. He and as Duncan said, yes, he made a lot of saves. Not a lot of them were super super difficult. They were kind of just right at him. He did get he did get lucky on a couple of them. Like they got redirected and, or it it popped up and it happened to land within like a foot and a half radius of where he was standing. So he could easily jump on it, which is fine because we've seen him uh, jump on a ball and scoot underneath him go in. So, uh, you know, the fact that that didn't happen, hooray, good job. Uh, But uh, he did do, he did make some actually excellent saves. Uh, But that, that was, kind of a defensive calamity all at the same time. So uh, I'm glad Bono got, I'm glad Bono got a win. I don't mean just like Toronto got three points, but he directly contributed overall positively all game long. Like he needed one of those. Cause I feel like I've not been the most confident in his abilities and have been, I would put in an injured uh, um, Quentin Westberg ahead of him, if given the opportunity. But I'm not. Uh, I'm neither the. Uh, I'm not. I'm neither the uh, physio nor the gaffer. And there's probably a good reason why, because I probably get fired for that shit. But yeah, uh, yeah, Bono. Well, well done, sir. You full marks. You did deserve man of the match on that. Okay, excellent. Um, and then. The other thing I want to touch on from this match is is Nick DeLeon, who scored the winning goal. Well, Ugh. ultimately scored the winning goal. And it was, you know, it was a nice goal. It was a nice play. Whatever. The whole thing was good. Even though I was they surprised conceded. he took a shot. 
Well, <laughs> well, so, so that's, that's the, that's the question. Um, which is, I only saw like really one person bring up again. I was, I was very hit and miss uh, on the socials that night and everything. So I didn't see an explanation and I haven't really seen anything since because like Nictilion, as we know, is unvaccinated and has declared he doesn't want to be vaccinated. And when they came back to Canada, he went into two weeks quarantine and then, you know, was, you know, at practice and sort of thing. So then they turned around and they took him to the States where presumably upon his return, he will have to quarantine again for the next two weeks, which covers like three matches, which seems As a very odd thing to do. Yeah, do, do we know that for sure? Because I mean, I feel like we haven't said the, the Blue Jays are gonna be you know, able to play at home again very soon and they can go back and forth all the fucking time. So I mean, but is I there, think is they still have to be vaccinated. Of, I don't know. Is there some kind of yeah, all right, some like pro sports exception of any kind, or if anyone deserves an exception, it's our pro athletes. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. I mean, we all know millionaires can't die from this, or even whatever Nick DeLeon makes. I've just been. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen any. Well, because I think the, yeah, because that's the whole thing with teams traveling to Canada. They, you know, they said, you know, these are the ones, you know, everybody's vaccinated. Um, like, that, to my understanding, that is still, that is still the requirement. Um, and if you're not vaccinated, then you have to, you have to quarantine. So I'm just finding it odd that, you know, this happened. But again, I haven't really seen anybody talking about it. And I've been, I've been, I've been looking, I was hoping to find you know, something in the, in, in, a, in, a, in a paper or on a blog or whatever, but a medical so journal, that mm, too. medical journal, mm -hmm. yeah. even mm -hmm. better. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll find out uh, on, 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 on Sunday, on, on Sunday. Yeah. When they actually play a game and, Oh, is he in the lineup? No. Yeah. Then I guess, yeah, he, they will be quarantining and he'll be missing three games. If that's the case, it's his value is, ridiculous this is not david beckham where you sit out every three games and then play one yeah right like mm -hmm. yeah, yeah you'd just... think it, you know if that is the case and is going to be the case for or, you know the rest of the year or what have you then yeah, it's maybe uh to find an american team to trade him to so he doesn't have to deal with this yeah uh, you know, we get some gums in a international spot or something yeah i just yeah i just i think I, that would be best for everyone at this time anyway <laughs> well he's not listen, we just, he's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna win over a large uh, group of the support from here on out there's a lot of people who you know take getting your vaccination and playing your part in society if you believe in that very the people who do believe in that take it very seriously and you know, it's like it or like it or not, that's uh, people will form their opinion around that. I don't think he's. Well, I don't think he's in line to win uh, fan uh, player of the year anytime <laughs> in the near future. Mm -hmm. No, totally. 
it's a strange situation. Well, hopefully we will, yeah, we'll, like, as Duncan said, we'll find out uh, on Sunday, if not before. And we'll, we'll discuss it next week, I guess. Um, and so now uh, Toronto have, well, they've got three games coming up uh, within the next week and a half. We're going to just talk about the next two. Um, but a little bit of player news that's somewhat positive although no indication as to when expected to actually play, but uh, uh, Achara is back uh, to full training. Good. Which has taken over a year of rehabbing uh, an ACL injury. Um, wow. but he's back in full training, which is a huge deal. Um, and we'll see what he's like uh, with all this time off, um, rehabbing such a serious injury, whether, you know, Again, we only saw glimpses of what he could potentially do uh, before he got injured, right? So there's so little, there's so little to sort of like look back on. Um, you just hope that he can regain some of that form and hasn't lost anything uh, through the rehab process. But good for him. Glad he's back. Happy for him. Mm -hmm. um, and he's still at it and so on. So huzzah. Um, but now we have... I guess between him and Akinola, they can only have three good ACLs at a time. Exactly. That's the rule. <laughs> we need to uh, forget hamstrung and come up with an ACL uh, charity. Mm. But the um, ACLU, never mind. That's the <laughs> um, I, I like the idea that uh, ACLs are passed around like international roster spots. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can trade for an ACL. Damn, uh, Sam, ACL. Yeah, why not? Three-letter acronyms are hot in this league. So. Um, anyway, so um, this weekend, uh, long weekend, that's snuck up. I didn't even think about that. So this Sunday, uh, TFC are home to Nashville. And then uh, on Wednesday, they are away to the Union. So... The home to Nashville is, well, they're both, they're both good teams, right? You know, we've talked about, you know, the union's success over the last few years. Uh, Nashville, su surprisingly good this season so far. Uh, second in the Eastern Conference. Uh, haven't, now the good thing is they're away. It's because they haven't lost at home, but they haven't won away. So that is, that is the positive. They should work on that. Yeah, they've only lost one game all year. Apparently. I know. Yes, they, they like know. to tie. They do. Yay! I had no idea their assistant coach was Steve Guppy. Like the Steve Guppy from uh, the, the Steve Guppy off of Leicester. Yeah, I, I want to say Wickham. I'm not sure why. Did he? Did he ever play? For he Wickham? did play okay. only 14 matches. So that is a. Oh no, actually, I'm sorry. He started his career at Wickham. Yeah, very good. Okay. Yeah. Deep cut though. Still, when that's, that's, that's like solid. Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, 89 was his first season. No, oh, I probably saw him. Good he, he probably remembers <laughs> you. I, I imagine so. Yes. <laughs> uh, we definitely played Wickham uh, that uh, one year. We're in to, to the Vauxhall Conference. Uh, 8990 anywho uh, <laughs> um, so anyway so yeah so this is uh, and, and in there in TFC's long long history with Nashville two games um, they've never won so they're Nashville a bogey already, team they are mm. they already have the upper hand um, 
but yeah, you know, uh, they're, they're playing quite well and that's, you know, never good. Um, but TFC are on some sort of even keel right now. And, you know, coach Havi has them at least not losing, which is important. They won their last match. Um, so yeah, so there's, 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 uh, there's potential for uh, good results over the next two games. Although again, difficult, there's a bit of travel involved and they have to come back and play the following weekend. Um, and then the union who are still having a, a decent year, they're what in fourth place um, in the league and, or in the conference at least. So they've got a decent home record. It's not, you know, super shining, but you know, four wins, two losses in a draw, that's nothing to, to, to sneeze at um, middling defense versus goals. So there's, there's opportunities there. Um, yeah. So this is, this is a good test of both of these matches are a good test of what Toronto is saying that they are right. That they've now they've, they've, they've figured, they figured things out, right? Like they're, everyone's happy again. They're home. They, they, they're pulling together. They're, you know, rising from the ashes, all those good things. Um, do you think that we will see a continued string of positive results here? Define here. Um, they will Define lose. Positive. They, positive. They will lose. <laughs> Not they will, losing. They will lose one of these two games. Yeah. Agreed. I'm not going to say which. Maybe I will. Well, you're going to have to in a few uh, minutes. I know. I know. But like, what's your con? What like, what's your confidence level with the with the squad right now? Again, like this is these are two really you know good opponents. Um, mm-hmm. And it it maybe depends on you know what's the defense looking like. Uh, you know. Do, do we have a, a fit left back, for example? Because mm. um, yeah, I feel like you know, a big problem uh, with you know Chicago. They looked really fucking shit in defence. You know, it's kind of fair enough, really. They're definitely short-handed, and Justin Morrow had to, you know, leave. He got injured, I guess, and like warm up, and oh, decided in warm up that he couldn't go. So like, uh, what's his name, Luke Singh, got like put in there and. Didn't look all that good on the left side. Well, poor, yeah, important, important. Right? Do, yeah, absolutely. Put into a position he does not play at all. So, are we going to have to do that again, or can we actually put out a, uh, you know, a, a back four? And then even with that, is that back four going to include Omar Gonzalez? Because, uh, yeah. so, yeah, is, is is that has El Salvador been knocked out yet? Is Zavaleta back? Is this what we're oh, that's to? a good question. I think I think so. Are you pining for Eric Zavaleta? I know, isn't that like <laughs> maybe? Just I mean, the El Salvador clearly thing. has been knocked out because you know we know who the four teams are. So yeah, is he back? Hopefully, because you know we we need all the help we can get, I guess, in defense. <laughs> and uh, well, also, yeah. is Kamar Lawrence back then? Um, hope that would be very fucking useful. That that. Yeah, do we have like a left more, back? More, more so, get, I think, than... Yeah, if we can get Kamal Lawrence back, that'd be fantastic. And then maybe have a bit more uh, optimism. But, don't know. 
I don't know if I want to live in a reality where we're pining for Eric Zavaleta. <laughs> I just yeah. like, you know, I'm 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 happy for where he is in his career, getting international recognition, scoring a goal. I mean, mm. hooray! But um, no, 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 no. <laughs> Mark's like, I'm just not having this. No, I'm just not. No, no. no. But what, what if, if what if we call him Concacaf standout Eric Zavaleta? <laughs> El Salvador's Eric Zavaleta. I can uh, you bring those two together? Sounds exotic that, that way. International defender Eric Zavaleta. El El Salvador standout and Gold Cup specialist mm-hmm. Eric Zavaleta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? You know what? He can have his bench back, but I don't know about this starting shit. Okay. What about big, big tournament veteran? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's that's that mm-hmm. that seems mm-hmm. accurate. Okay, mm-hmm. we can get a business card with that all that whole title on it. <laughs> hand it to me. Okay, he can start. Fine. 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 But, but that title has to keep growing with every slight improvement that he has over, like you know internationals gold cup standout blah 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 and made two critical tackles eric zavaleta like i just want this to be its own take on its own life Uh, eric zavaleta now two games without looking terrible (laughs) see now that that's what i'm looking for dunk yeah that's one of those signs that say we've had, you know, uh, it's been this many days. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Oh, dear Lord. That'd okay, be a great um... sign to have behind our seats. <laughs> <laughs> that sign would break, that sign would get taken down faster than a Campiali players union one. Okay. I know, but it would be awesome. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So... <laughs> Um, okay, before we do predictions and players to watch and, and, and wrap up the show, uh, through, through, the, through the two games, um, or even through the next three games, like we'll, we'll talk about next weekend's match next week, but if, what's a, what's a positive stretch over these three games? Because they do have to, they do have to travel, they have to go back and forth. Like is four points positive? Three it's points? acceptable. I think, four, it's all draws. I, think, I think four is fair. This team's not going to like be on a rocket ship to the stars. They're going to be stuttering and restarting for a bit. You know, they got to find their way, and there's a lot going on. Any anything above four would, to me, would be uh, a tremendous result. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends. Are we, you know, uh, are people believing in the uh, the the hype that oh yeah, so TFC could still you know, be making it a playoff run and everything? Uh, if well, so, I think people are still. I think some people still have hope for that. Now they do have to go yeah. on a serious tear for that to happen, though. But I mean, they got a lot of home games coming up, so maybe it helps. But um, yeah, I mean, if if we're looking at uh, we're going to do what we can to make the playoffs, then you know, four points will be a disappointing return from three games. Like you'd need to be looking for at least six. But, you know, realistically, yeah, yeah four points, that, that's a respectable return from those games. From where we are, right, it, it's continued solidifying of things, which okay. is maybe the best we can hope for. I'll for say uh, two points or higher. Uh, if we get two draws, holy shit, that's pretty good. 
if it's a win and a loss, that's that's really good. And mostly because they are they are playing was it number two and number four uh, on the on the uh, eastern side of the the conference thing. So, uh, I mean, I'm tempering I'm tempering my expectations, obviously, but you can't you can't fuck with momentum. I mean, I I had to go quickly look up uh, the slides the you know last five games for for Nashville and uh, Philadelphia. Nashville Nashville's I think they've uh, haven't lost in four. Philly has. They've lost. I, I think they're they're on a draw and a loss of their last two games. So, not to say that they're ripe for further t- misery, but you know. Wait, is Andre Blake back now? Yeah, I mean, I was presumably they've been missing Andre Blake, and uh, yeah. Let me let, me, let me see if I can find that. Concacaf gives with Kamal Lawrence and then also and, gives and Andre Blake. With Andre Blake. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Why couldn't they, like that... well, they have is... been full of Qataris? Mm. Yeah. Well, this has been looked up. I'd like to point out that my whole thing of uh, four points will be a bit of a disappointment, really, uh, was based on a three-game stretch. Was Me like, too. Tim, Mark yeah. was going with like just two games there, so you know, four points will be fantastic from two games. Yes, agreed. Uh, All right. Well then, Andre players. Blake is out due to international duty. But duty. Yep. But he's yeah. not really because they're out. So yeah, he's back. Playing, oh, yeah, in that case, that's, that's right. That's right. I forget. I forget. He's a oh, Jamaican. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Jamaican. Yeah, he'll be back at least a week by uh, by then. So yeah, I imagine he will definitely be playing again which case that would be my, yeah damn it <laughs> and at home for them too oh dear gods all right well okay uh so nashville this sunday 7 30 eastern time at bmo field player to watch Mokhtar of the hill people <laughs> i knew you were gonna go for that because <laughs> how can you not mm. um so good budgie Sounds delicious. Mm. Dominic. Onion badger. Um, uh, Duncan, I, I regret to inform you oh. that uh, Dominic Badgie is out with a right Aww. angle injury. Aww, um, I would also like to bring your attention uh, to Dan Lovitz. He will not be in <gasps> due to a health and safety protocol. This might update between oh. now and when the game actually happens. So is, hmm? is Lovitz just unvaccinated and so he's not going to come so he doesn't have to bother with things or? i guess so yeah he's 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 nick de Leoning it i guess um huh. uh he would have been a good serious choice for that because he's been very good for them yes he has yes he has uh there are two more I- injuries um mm. that, that i just want to bring up uh Annabelle godoy godoy, godoy, godoy. Um, <laughs> is out with a left hamstring injury godoy mate also oh. also it's Annabelle. <laughs> also listed on on the injuries is Animal Godoy with a right hamstring injury. <laughs> they put him in separate injury. Oh damn! Hamstring, I, hamstring, like, hamstring animal. I really hope that they were two separate incidences. It's like, oh shit! This is maybe it was a ricochet. He's under the same claim. Type 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 type. type. So. Uh. Thank you, um, player availability report at MLS Soccer. <laughs> so yeah, I guess if Lovitz are a serious player to watch, it's like Dax McCarthy because oh yeah, how, how is he still a thing in this yes. league? 
I how old is this guy now? I mean, and he's thirty-four. He's still going. Yeah, it's not too old then. But yeah, he seems like he's been around forever. He's still uh, going. You know, he's started every game for them. So, fuck. Well. I put down Dex McCarty, comma, why the fuck not? So that's. <laughs> I just went with Sapong for the Sapong song. Let me see Sapong. Yeah. Sapong, Sapong, Pong, Pong. Yeah. <laughs> All right, predictions. I'm going to go 1 0. I'm going to 1 1 0. 4. The winners. Oh, you, mm-hmm. the, the winners, and they are. Now this this will I think this will be this will be the one of out of the four points this will be the three for TFC for me. Okay. okay. Nashville but likes a tie two two why not? Oh yeah. Mm. Mm. No, I'm going two one TFC. Ah. I know. Good boy. <laughs> All right, and then for the Union player to watch, Andre Blake. Other than Andre Blake, mm, Andre Blake. that uh, that Polish guy, whoever you pronounce his name, Jabilko. Yeah, Jabilko. Mm. He's so good. Mm. Uh, Man, they got a boring team. Name wise, yeah, Bedoya. Oh yeah, he's, he's yeah, what I'm watching. So, yeah. I already threw Godoy out there. Aurelion uh, Kawam is—he's only played 19 minutes this season, so he's probably 19 not minutes. Play, that sounds he? good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this will be the I'll, time he comes back. <laughs> Bags I guess I'll brace. go with Matt Doctor Freeze. <laughs> I was just looking up him just on the, uh, the the website. It just says M dot Freeze. It's, just, it's like a, fr- a French Mister Freeze. <laughs> Monsieur, Monsieur Freeze. Freeze. Monsieur Freeze. Yes. Oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite ice cream truck. <laughs> All right, predictions. Two 0 Philadelphia. Although I refuse to recognize the union. Davy Clarkers will be on hand to help TFC crush the union and uh, <laughs> TFC win two now. <laughs> He'll be going out there giving motivational speeches in the dressing room beforehand and oh. yeah. Dale oh. Timbits, yeah. Two yeah. uh, one Toronto. Uh this is this is the one I think they're going to get the, the three points from because not that strong, but of course they were without Blake, so my math might be fucked. <laughs> Oh, is Joe Bendick playing? Oh, that's nice. Joe Bendick got a couple of games. That's presumably these last ones that when Blake was off and when they were losing. I'm going 1-1. Yeah, yeah, I'll stick with that. I'll stick with that. All right. Well, okay. Look at us partially full of optimism and things like that. Oh, yeah. It won't last. It won't last. This is unsustainable. Let's just. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, I oh, predict the show this will end not... in the next fifteen minutes. Um, this is not... oh. there. You go. This um, not TFC related, but something I just spotted. Um, Deanne Never Rose, a great, <laughs> very good player for the Canadian women's national team, uh, has just signed with uh, the Reading Women. So. 
Congratulations. Uh, I, think that, I think you'll find, Kristen, that's reading women. She's yes. starting a book club. It's yes. very nice. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. The sort of thing you can if get behind, show. anywhere near oh, me right now, I oh, man. swear. Oh, Duncan. Oh, man. She's not going to throw a carrot. She's going to throw a punch. Seriously. I'm going to throw a bag of carrots at your head. You Up like re- you, you like reading. How is how is this a, <laughs> a thing? How is this something you're upset with? Mm. One of my favorite shows growing up was the was Reading Rainbows. Reading Rainbow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. great club. Yeah, with uh... great indoor soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from Pennsylvania. Yeah, you've heard yeah. of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They have a railroad. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. That is our show for this week um please join us next week when we recap a whole lot of uh cancon town of tfc and who knows what else will be happening in the wide world of soccer that we follow uh, i have been joined by the entire book minority podcast panel uh to be found out there on the twitters at duncan d fletcher mr duncan fletcher uh, thoughts and prayers to uh, Mark Anthony Kay, who's uh, having to move from LA to Commerce City. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's, that's a good punch. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it is. Anyway, uh, out there in the Twitterverse at <laughs> Malarkey FC, Mr. Tony Walsh. Thoughts and prayers because this flight actually makes a stopover in Sandy, Utah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, <laughs> on the tweet machines at Kit Nerd Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. I'd like to thank everybody for your continued support via Patreon. We absolutely appreciate it. Their shirts, we got them. You can find the link on our website. It's a Zazzle shop. Tony does a lot of good work as per usual. And uh, I'm quietly waiting for the uh, velodrome cycling to start, which is this weekend because that is an insane sport and there should be more of those. Great. Um, As for me, you could find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it. Beach velodrome. Mm-hmm. That would be such a fucking. Yeah. <laughs> These guys on the, the bikes with the tiny fucking thin tires <laughs> trying to think, trying to uh, sort of pedal through sand and everything. Yes, I'm down for this. I I I, I await for the commentators to get excited, and you know the and the Brazilian team have set a world record. 18 minutes, 33 seconds for a single lap. (laughs) Pedaling through fucking sand sounds like a punishment. Hey, Hey Marco. Yo. 
Do you got any uh, porno music handy? You mean like to pump in live? Yeah, because I want to show you. I want to show you something filthy. You ready? Um, hold, please. Give me. Give... <laughs> I don't know how porno I'm it terrified is. Terrified about what's about to happen. Nah, you don't need the music. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but if it adds to my effect, I'll I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my breath is baited. I, 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 know, I know. I'm um, I'm, breath, uh, I'm breathless with anticipation here. Duncan, you can exhale. You won't give a fuck. <sighs> okay. What? Oh, I know. Is I know, it, don't I? Is this... I think maybe. Yeah, you yeah, do. I yeah. You, yeah. yeah, I know. All right. Oh. <laughs> Are you ready, Marco? Yes. All right. What? Oh, that's sexy. It's a zebra. Oh, is it? Or is it Korean? Or... Oh, oh, what? What is this? Wait, what's oh, this? Oh. nipple. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Oh. I'm so jealous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, that, uh, is that North or South Korea? South Korea, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but does it say? Does it, did you get it? No, no, no. That's it. No, no specialization, unfortunately. Beggars couldn't be choosers. No, no. It's yeah, there brilliant. you go. The white tiger. White tiger kit. Well done, sir. All right. Proud of you. I uh, so <laughs> it's a funny story. I was riding my bike through uh, Koreatown. And stop, stop to get a drink, just a variety store. And I came out, and uh, guy saw my tattoo, my Spurs tattoo, and uh, in his awesome like Korean Canadian accent, was like grilling me about everything, you know, Sun Ming Hyun, and uh, and uh, you know, oh, you asking me if I knew about him. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty aware of. <laughs> anyway, so so it went on and on. He's like, oh, would you like his shirt? I was like, what do you mean? Would I like his what? shirt? And he's like, come back tomorrow. I'll give you his shirt. $20. I'm like, all right. So, <laughs> so he had like a little, like a little, he worked in the little uh, store there in uh, on Bloor Street, Korea. And like went back. I was like, hey, remember me? He's like, yes, I got your shirt. And he's like, and there, here it was 20 bucks. And it was, it's real too. It's not, well, it put it this way. If it's fake, it's fucking like astonishing. It's a really good fake. Does yeah, it but. Does it have but a think, little? Does it have a little tag? It's usually up around the shoulder, one of your shoulders. It's a really small tag, but I'll have a series of numbers on it. Uh, that's on the like the jock tag on the bottom. It says engineered Nike, and it has the series of numbers. Yeah. Okay. If you if you put those numbers into Google, yeah, uh, it'll it'll it like it's it's an associated product number. If that shirt pops up, you're good. Oh, cool. Neat. Well, either way, twenty bucks, sweet. But it like I mean, it's. It looks great for 20 bucks. It was fully tagged, like full all. I know you can make, make up Nike tags, but these looked. But still, I, yeah. I've seen shit before, and I, I think it's, I actually think it's real. I think it's just in the, you know, in the front door, at the back door kind of thing. Nice. Anywho, yeah. Just randomly, oh, you want a shirt? What? Yeah. I'll sell you a shirt, 20 bucks. Yeah. Come back tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, but the way he said it at first was, I said, do you want his shirt? 
was like, yes. <laughs> that's the correct answer, right? <laughs> you have like a game one, one, one. That's what I that's when, like, when he said that at first, that's what I thought. That's where my mind went immediately. Yeah. But yes, unfortunately, it doesn't have a number name, but still, that's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> 